0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com Teams.
0: This is Chris Liss, host of the East Coast Offense Podcast, and I am joined by my co-host Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. What's going on, Dalton?
1: Not much. you ready for me to
0: throw some stuff at you? Knock yourself out. Go nuts.
1: Okay. All right. Let's start start out with the Matt Harvey stuff. Um, So, Cousin Sal gave me some inside info on him when I was in the League of Leagues in in, in Vegas. Um, I can't reveal the exact details, but um, let's just say he's a he likes to party let's just say that um but seriously what is going on with this issue like what would you make a, a, of him if you owned him in your fantasy league i
0: am have two minds like on the one hand like obviously he's totally unprofessional and he's probably a douchebag and he's not trying very hard to be a great player it seems like on the other i don't really give a shit. like i just hate those breathless columns that are like matt harvey needs to apologize this is a disgrace. Like, Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, if he wants to do it, throw his career away. I don't care. I hate the fucking Mets anyway. And uh, if I'm a fantasy owner, I was already kind of like, this guy's not making it back from thoracic outlet syndrome. Like, he just, he's getting shelled every time anyway. So it's not like, you know, Bumgarner, you know, the dirt bike is way worse in a way because, like, Bumgarner's a total pro and he made, like, a mistake being a little bit too adventurous in his off-field activities but that like really matters. Like Matt Harvey is like not mattered since his injury.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, his first three seasons in the league, he was, I mean, on a career trajectory to to be a Hall of Famer. But yeah, I mean, just twenty strikeouts, thirteen walks, and thirty five innings. Definitely a disappointment on the field. But but as you as you alluded to, Newsday just came out with an article saying that he. Cost the Mets their a win yesterday against the Giants because I guess they had to you know He would have been scheduled to start or something ridiculous and you brought it up on the XM show something about Beckham, right?
0: Oh god, it's not even worth giving this douchebag the publicity, but some guy in the Daily News I can't remember his name Wrote a a breathless column, but it wasn't about Harvey. I mean that's bad enough because Harvey does deserve it but it's like who cares right but like it was about how the Giants better not let Beckham be the next Harvey. Like, he's going in that direction. <laughs> this is just like, I mean, it's just so tired, that shit. Like, is that really the take you have that, you know, Beckham is a distraction? Beckham, I mean, unlike Harvey, all Beckham has done is been a superstar for three years. And uh, it's just crazy. I can't, I, I just don't, even, it's not even worth dignifying, actually. But it was just so, no, such no, a dumb I- take.
1: As I said on, 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 on the, the radio, I mean, he, he, Beckham would arguably be the number one overall pick uh, among non-quarterbacks if you were starting a franchise right now, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, there'd be like a couple cornerbacks, maybe a left tackle, you know, a Khalil Mack-type defensive end. Beckham, right? If you're starting a keeper league, non-QBs, yeah, he'd be one of the – on the very, very short list.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Enough about Matt Harvey and the New York media. Um, I, I I love to bring up the NBA with you. I know that um, you you don't follow it as much as I do, but uh, you know this was the first time ever that there were two sweeps uh, in, in, by a team in each conference in the first two rounds ever.
0: Ever. Interesting. I did not know that.
1: And 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 mind you, before there used to be you know it just be f- w- would be five games the first round. But this right. is the first time. It was way was more happened.
0: likely there would be a sweep in a five game series rather than a seven. Yeah, it just shows, like, I was talking about this with Dre a little bit on on the XM show. The the reality of the NBA is the regular season is the preseason, and the playoffs are the regular season. And they don't want it to be that way, but it kind of is that way. Because if you're a good team, you know you're making the playoffs. And, you know, do you really care if you're a two or three or four? You don't want to be, like, an eight, probably. But, like, if you have, like, one of the top, you know, three or four seeds, it doesn't matter that much. And so you're basically just warming up, like getting your team in order. You know, obviously you have to have the wins, but you know you're going to get to like 55 and you know those shitty teams are tanking for a lottery position. So it's just basically like preseason. And I said that to Dre and he said, you know, they've been talking about how the preseason really isn't. I was like, the preseason is not even necessary because the regular season's is a preseason. He's like, yeah, they've been talking about that. But instead of, you know, saying, oh, yeah, the preseason is not necessary, well. Just, you know, even if we're going to keep 82 games, we'll spread it out for another month so they're not as close together. Dre's like, no, they're thinking of adding more games. <laughs> they want to make right. the season longer. It's not long enough yet. There's not enough weeks of playoffs. playoffs end in the finals end in June. It's like the NBA no, is like year round.
1: Yeah, not even announcing the MVP winner until June is also crazy, too. But um.
0: it's just, you know, look, it's. It's too much. And so, like, these guys, you know, the, uh, you know we talked about this, but the, the smart teams pace themselves, and the regular season is just kind of this exhibition for them. And so when the Cavs are, you know, it, it, look, think, what, is, what is exhibition season? It's games that don't mean anything, right? So it's like in spring training when a team's, like, 20 and 10, you're not like, oh, I think they're going to win the World Series. They went 20 and 10 in spring training. And it's the exact same thing when the Cavs, like, slump down the stretch and end up being a two seed. People are like, oh, I don't know. They're a two seed. Like, they're not that good this year. No, this is exhibition. They don't care where they're seated. Yeah, they
1: don't care at all, whatsoever. Yeah, I mean the Spurs. We, we talked about Popovich last week, I believe, and they they win an overtime game in which uh, Kawhi doesn't even play. I mean, it's it's right. it's crazy. Um, anyway, I'm all about the zigzag betting. I don't know if you've heard this theory, but in the playoffs, uh, even though I just mentioned two teams swept, uh, it's just all about the home team going back and forth. So. For instance, a parlay right now with the Rockets and Wizards is even odds, and I bet on that. And I and I and I I, I think that that's going to come through. It's zigzag. It, it's it's just the teams, you know, coming off losses on the road, then going back home in the playoffs in the NBA is just so much more of a sure thing than say the NHL or MLB or obviously that doesn't even matter in the NFL. So right. I, I actually think there's there's a really good good way to gamble. And it's the NBA playoffs.
0: Interesting. Well, have you like back tested that and looked at how that would have done the last well, like personally five years? Done it
1: so far. Personally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it's not bad. It's, it's uh, gambling is g- called gambling for a reason, but this is the one area in which that is, that is uh the, the safest of all the sports is what I would, was what I would. But I mean,
0: out. have you gone over just, it doesn't take that long to do this to, it, with the spreadsheet in the playoffs and just said, okay, this team coming off a road loss, going home, win or loss, put a, you know, a thing in the box, this team winner, you know, and you count them all up and you're like, okay, this yeah, is, yeah, it. and you yeah. get like an actual 60% of the time or 66% of the time. This is what happens.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't have the numbers offhand, but I'm, I'm telling you that that's the way to go. You've been it, making a fun, living event, off of it.
0: Is that what you're event, saying?
1: Event. Yes. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. Right. Right. All right. So where's your current opinion? I just got in a debate with a friend. So I'm just curious where you stand right now, LeBron versus Jordan.
0: LeBron, but I hate Jordan because I'm a Knicks fan, and I just I just hated Jordan. I always hated that dude. I mean, I know he's a great player, perhaps the greatest, but I just I just never liked that dude. Never liked him. Right. I, I I hated that dude because I hated the Bulls, and I hated Phil Jackson, and I just hated the way everybody like glommed onto that bandwagon and how like be like Mike was the commercial like fuck you. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like you. You're a fucking douchebag. I were, you know, I wish I was as good at basketball as you. But he had like, his tongue out of his mouth like that shit, and, like the whole like Air <laughs> Jordans and like the whole like it was just such a fucking bullshit image-driven thing. You know, it was so image That is a, a hot take. I just hated that dude. So, I, you know, LeBron is kind of a dork. He's kind of a dork. LeBron is a nerd. Like he like that whole decision thing was really dumb. But I think LeBron seems like a pretty good guy. So, I'm I'm pro LeBron, but I know that's not really your question.
1: No, that, that, that is a hot take that the fact that Jordan had his tongue out of his mouth was... I just like, uh, what
0: are you doing? Like, Who does that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I, I actually hear you. I, I think LeBron, it really kind of, I mean, I was at Game 7 last year and the most frustrating thing ever with the Warriors fan, but he kind of is a good dude, right? Doesn't he really kind of seem like it?
0: I don't know if he's like a saint or anything, but I just think he's not a total douche, you know, and I felt like Jordan right, seemed like right. a douche to me, you know, so like I like him better, but who's better? Really, but that like taints my. You know, I always pick LeBron because I'm like I rather just say LeBron. But it's. But you if know, you
1: honestly had your life d- decided on you know one player, one game, who would you take?
0: It depends who else was on the team. I mean, if if you had like Steph Curry on the team, I'd probably take LeBron because you know you get a shooter. If I had Kevin Garnett on the team, I might take Jordan. It depends.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a couple arguments. One, you I know, mean, Jordan. I, would go crazy with the different defensive rules this right. you know in this era but at the same time also LeBron just just playing like, like look at his size and speed <laughs> I don't know and and he plays in the east so it's been very easy he's going to make the seventh straight NBA finals which is crazy but um anyway I, I think it's a pretty pretty legit argument uh, those two are the quite obviously the best basketball players ever um okay um I have another betting thing for you I know you're really into horse racing. That's all you talk to me b- backstage about. Right. But uh, do, do, do you know what uh, the Superfecta paid out uh, $1 bet if you, if you hit it in the Kentucky what, Derby? What is
0: a Superfecta? It's getting everything right in order. Top four. Oh, top four in order. Everything right in order is like impossible. But $1. Top four, $1 no. bet. Uh, I would say a million. Oh,
1: well, you're shitting on my point, but 75,000. <laughs> uh, 75,000.
0: <000. laughs> oh, that's nothing.
1: Come, what do you mean? That's nothing. Think about like, the, you, there's not a team you can bet on, like the worst uh, football team or something. Like, what are the Was, what it, are the was it a really stuff?
0: unlikely quartet that won? Is that why that made the top four? Is that why it was like a lot of low yeah, odds?
1: Yeah. Pretty unlikely, yeah. yeah. Yes, the favorite one, but then very, very unlikely. Uh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, the math gets
0: when you go four deep. 000. The math starts getting pretty, pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, seventy-five thousand to one. Anyway, I thought that was pretty crazy. But then yeah. you said millions. So, the, uh, so
0: what's the exact of the top three? Um, that,
1: yeah, yeah. Trifecta three. Exact is just top two. Top two. Oh, that's it. Yeah.
0: There's no bet that you could pick every every horse in the exact order that they finish.
1: <laughs> top twenty? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's ex- like, that's that.
0: like one in a, a trillion. So that you, there's no amount that would be worth.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that exists. But that, that would be great. Um. Anyway, so okay, moving on. I see. See, Canelo won twelve rounds to zero. Did you see that?
0: I heard about it, but I've seen that guy Chavez Jr. fight before, and he's a – he's a Fraud. Sick.
1: Fraud. Yeah, he's it was never
0: been good. Up. Why were they even hyping up that fight at all?
1: Man, I read some stories. I, I wasted $70 of my hard-earned money. Um, yeah, it was, it was a joke. But the uh, silver lining is he's now facing Triple G September 16th in what will be the most hyped boxing match in the past decade. So at least that's happening. But, yeah, it was awful.
0: Sasha's trying to cuddle up with me right now, so it's, like, really hard to uh, – hold on a sec. Do you want to just say hi real quick? Hi.
1: Hi, Sasha. How's it going? Good. All right, you How guys old guys are you now, good. Sasha?
0: Five. You're five. Yeah, my daughter's four. Uh, yeah, you guys could be friends. Chloe is his daughter.
1: All right. Well, I actually was going to bring up something about Heather right now, my next – my next uh, – oh, he- my-
0: Thing I was gonna throw at you. Uh, well, Sash, this is your debut on the podcast, but you got to go night night now. Um, I can do stuff. Well, yeah. So uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Sasha. Bye. Okay. All right. If, I, I've learned, I've learned it's just better to face it head on rather than to try to pretend it's not happening.
1: Sure, sure. We can, so we I got a buddy. I got a buddy who's in a um a, a tennis ladder tournament in in Los Angeles, and what that what that is like nope. ladder, like uh, you just move up every time you win, and, and you move down, obviously.
0: Heather knows and, what it is. He, what? She said she knows what it is.
1: Okay, all right. So so he's um I mean I I don't really want to I don't want to go too far here, but he's kind of a misogynist, uh-huh. and uh, everyone uh, kept telling him uh, that uh, after he beat them. That you're good, but not as good as this female right? Right. who who apparently is like a phenom. And, right. and I looked her up, and she's like this, uh, and blah blah blah. I will try to hurry up. But for the past probably 18 months, she's the this girl is uh, not only undefeated on this ladder, but never lost more than two games in set. And um and and my buddy can't can't face her because he started too late. So so anyway, his opponent canceled, and then he. Got food poisoning himself, and he and he left his first. He's like, "Oh, the first day I didn't, I didn't go to work." He, excuses came out. Right. Long story short, they faced each other last night, and his brother put it on Facebook Live, and it was so funny because he he called it the most important sporting event of his life, and she's a fourteen year old, by the way, fourteen okay. years old, yeah. uh, eighth grade, and uh, like I said, this phenom was supposedly going to be this big tennis star. He beat her seven five six three and um, and uh, yeah that was pretty funny and I want to I, I kind of want to just lead this into to you speaking about Heather how great of a tennis player she was.
0: Oh, she would not like that at all. She would really not like that to end up on the podcast. But I'll tell you briefly. But I don't I don't really understand your story. Like, why was a fourteen year old girl in the same ladder pool as your friend, who's an adult, I presume?
1: Because she, like I said, undefeated and never lost more than two but why games. Why is
0: she playing fourteen-year-old tournaments, girl tournaments? That
1: well, I'm sure she's doing that as well. But she just
0: entered this random thing that a lot of yes. adults enter, also.
1: Yes, and it's been, like I said, about you know, a little bit more than a year.
0: That's so weird. That's just so bizarre.
1: And okay. everyone telling my friend that you know, yeah, you're good, but you're you're you know, you, so your friend
0: is pretty good then. But I mean, he beat a fourteen-year-old girl. I mean. Right. let <laughs> face
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. No. I'm, sure, I'm sure she's good. Like my my niece is. She's pretty good. She's like 11. You know, she could probably beat me. Like I'm not especially right. good, but I know they get good. By 14, they're really good. But still, come on, if you're a grown man. <laughs>
1: yes, I hear you. That's that's why I mean, he was like, going. I crazy.
0: suck. Like she would destroy me. But I'm saying, like a grown man that's like pretty good should beat a 14 year old girl.
1: Sure, sure, and he is pretty good. He is yeah. not lost either on this ladder pool e- either, ever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, why I just don't understand why he's playing that ladder. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, but anyway, yeah. Heather, she uh, she was really good. She was like the number one or two player on Stanford. She won a lot of matches there. She, I think she was undefeated one year. She was like, I want to say Pac-10 athlete of the year or something like that. She was really good. She went pro briefly for like six months or eight months, but. Didn't do very well and just wasn't into all the solo traveling, so she gave it up. But she's good. It was actually her mom that's like the, her mom made like the se- the quarters in Wimbledon.
1: Wow, the quarters? Yeah,
0: the quarters. And, but it was like in the '60s. It was like a different deal then.
1: Yeah, that's pretty legit though. That's pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I to mean, Ferris to yeah. Heather. But I mean, no. I mean, that's she's. I, I I wanted to give you a platform to to to. Yeah, but she doesn't well, like correct.
0: that. She'd be. I'm gonna. She's gonna be like, take that out, delete that.
1: No, no, no. She, she think she's happens.
0: very doesn't believe in that. But anyway, we'll okay. see. We'll we'll do some editing for this thing. So, uh, what else you got? All right.
1: Uh, next thing, I was just gonna say that I am dominating you in Yahoo friends and family.
0: If, if by dominating you mean you are ahead by like a couple of points, okay. Yeah, I, I know it's that. like the highlight of your year, but yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. I just made a trade with Jeff. I think it's gonna turn my season around.
1: Yeah. Go ahead and say it.
0: Jeff, you know Jeff is reasonable. He's not like you. He's not such a coward that like won't trade. <laughs> okay. He, he uh, I can't really offer you a trade in that league because it's such a big bet. It's like you're almost like off limits. But you know, maybe if we disagreed on a player, we could make a trade. It would be like adding a bet to our bet. But right. So I offered him uh, Kipnis, Dylan Bundy, and Max Kepler for Dustin Pedroia and Carlos Gonzalez, and I picked J.J. Hoover because we just have a joke about uh, you don't want to party with J.J. Hoover. And he countered. He didn't want Kipnis. He wanted Cesar Hernandez. And Cesar Hernandez is killing it. But I have Cesar Hernandez in like five leagues. So I was like, including the main event. So I was like, oh, you want him instead of Kipnis? Fine. That that's fine. So I said yes, and we did the deal. And I what in that league? I don't. I just want to have batting average. You never want to be chasing batting average because it's just impossible once you get stuck in batting average ever to catch up. It's just it's the hardest category to move up in. So I just thought Pedroia could hit like 290, 300 in cargos. I know he's been bad so far, but in cores, his floor is a pretty high average. So I think like between the two of them, um, that's going to, that's going to put me at, you know, the top two or three teams on average.
1: I thought you definitely won that trade. I think I was extra nice on the radio this morning. Uh, But yeah, I thought you, I thought you really kind of, kind of, kind of definitely
0: won that trade. So really interesting because, you know, I mean, Cesar Hernandez is like stealing bases. He's got four home runs. He's hit, I mean, I know his it it's like 400 something, but, you know, maybe he hit 290 last year.
1: Yeah, maybe Bunny's the real deal, but um, I don't know. I mean, you got Petroya and Cargo. is gonna bounce back. I don't know. That that's that. Uh, just the eye test to me, that seemed like you you clearly won won it. But we'll see. We'll see.
0: We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah.
1: You needed to you needed to have a, a rip off. To,
0: to, <laughs> well, I I ripped off Zinke, but now it's not looking as good. I mean, it's good because Bumgarner's out for so long, but and right. I have Kershaw, but like Jansen is like killing it and. Kipnis has actually hurt my team so far, and uh, Sean Kelly was closing, but now he's on the DL, and he got he's, he got Josh Harrison, who was hitting pretty well. But yeah, now the trading has been good for me. I can't deny it. Uh, the guy who's killing me is Chris Davis with a C. I mean, I just need right. him. He's got like eight RBIs, and I have him in a few leagues, and I thought it might have been because he's off the he's like Adderall's not allowed. He's on a different right. Like, ADD medication. Right. But apparently I just found out that he's been on that since 2015, the new medication. So sometimes people, like, they'll have a condition and they'll switch medications. Ostensibly it's the same medication, but it's not. Like the different brand screws them up. Like they don't like it as much. But with him, I don't think that's the case because he had a really good year in 2015. So I'm not sure why he's slumping so much, but I am hoping that he goes on one of his home run tears.
1: All right, so my next thing I want to bring up to you is uh, – we uh, I, I definitely wanted to ask you about this. We um, we talked trash about me going to a bachelor party in Reno, and one of your friends heard this and uh, was upset about it.
0: Yeah, I'm on her shit list, I guess, she told Heather, because I totally forgot. Like, um, We have like one – we're really friends with like one American couple out here, and they're really cool. They're, there's one guy who works for like you know, the State Department and then his wife – and their kids go to Sasha school and we become friends with them. And when we see them, we like go out and drink and have a good time and it's fun. And Emily, the wife, she said, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. She was talking about this podcast she listens to and she's into sports. I was like, oh, you should listen to, to my podcast. You might be bored, but you might find it interesting. So she actually did. But I had totally forgotten. She's from Reno. And I totally forgot that you totally shit on Reno on our last podcast so, if you want to apologize for how you spoke about Reno, you, you, here's your opportunity.
1: Okay, I do want to apologize. Biggest little city in the world. I actually like Reno. Louis Bass Corner, fantastic restaurant. Uh, the Pepper Mill is actually a good hotel. It has better TVs and and, and good accommodations more so than most of Las Vegas. You would laugh. I actually called my dad as a hookup there. He he bets there often, and um, I uh I ended up. Spending the night with one friend of mine it, it turned into like a honeymoon suite that had this uh, jacuzzi in the room with a, with a mirror on the ceiling <laughs> that was right in the middle of the room which with one with one bed, which wasn't the greatest accommodations for me Listen, and another man.
0: This isn't that but, kind of podcast dude I, I don't know where you're going with the story, but honestly yeah well that that was and secondly uh, why are you apologizing? you barely said anything I'm the one who threw, who threw Reno under the bus. You yeah, Reno's tower. You are so easily you are so California.
1: easily I live, I live in California. It's a three hour drive. You know, you can bet, and then you know, Reno's great. So yeah, this is all on you. Agreed totally. But uh, Louis Bass Corner and the Peppermill, good places to stay. And uh yeah, yeah.
0: Totally on you list for sure. It's just so funny how you profusely apologize. Because you did you were shitting on it too, actually. Uh, I, was. I, I have it on tape. I actually haven't been to Reno since nineteen ninety, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea what it's like. And when I was there in nineteen ninety, I was like going with a fake ID, and you know I was nineteen, and I was it was not, you know, it wasn't that pleasant. Sure, sure.
1: All right, okay. Reno, uh, actually, uh, I, I do apologize because it actually is it, it is a. You're such a
0: coward. Double down. <laughs> never apologize.
1: Okay. Well, I well uh, I will say that I did a passenger fifty seven rule on the way out and, and hit. So. Oh, you
0: did? How yeah. much?
1: Uh, one fifty.
0: Uh, one fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's a degenerate. That's just totally degenerate.
1: Yeah. Well, I've never denied as such. Okay, so you see that Josh Gordon was denied reinstatement?
0: Yeah, it's just sad, man. It's like he's not like beating up women, he's not committing any violent crime. He, he's just a dude who, like, he's just basically Black Matt Harvey. You know, <laughs> that's all he really is. <laughs> and it's like, but for some reason, they they just can't just let him play football. There's so many sociopaths, both in the NFL front offices the ownership suites, the commissioner's office, you know, between the lines, there's players who are sociopaths, but like Josh Gordon doesn't seem like a sociopath. He seems just like some dude who kind of has some partying habits. Maybe he has some addiction issues, but so what causing any trouble for anyone else? Let him play. If If he can make the team, let him play.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess this this is a lesser extent, but what what about the fact that it, it it kind of seems like Colin Kaepernick is not going to play in the NFL? Like what? What? Like that's crazy, right?
0: Well, you speak out, you have a right to. But the NFL doesn't like it. The, you know, they don't like it. They they're they corporate advertisers. They're they're billionaire buddies. They don't like it. They don't want people being socially conscious of what's going on. You know, they don't want the awareness that Kaepernick's bringing to it they don't want the whole league full of players to start protesting social issues and pissing off their white advertisers and the money and the dollars they don't want that to happen it shouldn't piss people off people should be with Kaepernick he's doing everybody a service this isn't good for any what's going down in those situations is not good for anybody so he's doing the right thing but there it's he's paying a price
1: Boy, I guess so. He's paying the price. I mean, he played in this. he nearly came back from the biggest Super Bowl deficit. Oh, well, I guess the last one was pretty big too. But, um, I mean, just played in back-to-back NFC championships and now can't even well, have I a mean, back – he hasn't
0: been great. I mean, he had a decent year last year, and, and it was actually really good considering what was around him. But there's – I read a case why, like, you know, GMs don't think he's that good and blah, blah, blah. But it's preposterous that he doesn't have a backup job at least, right? That, like someone didn't give him yeah. a con- – there are so many terrible – Look at the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, like on his last legs, can't play on the road, you know, almost retired. They have a loaded offense besides him. I mean, they've got Landry Jones as their backup. Why aren't they not signing Kaepernick? Like no matter how, whatever you think of Kaepernick, he should at least get an offer. He could turn it down and be like, no, I played well enough to start. But the fact that he's not even getting an offer, it it doesn't seem coincidental.
1: No, it's crazy. No, they're showing him. It's it's crazy. Here's a guy who not only I mean even personally I told this story, but in a golf tournament, you know, he FaceTimed my daughter, and he's a good guy. And like, obviously, his his what he's trying to do was a good thing. I don't care what side of the line you stand on, but very. What side fr- is there?
0: What side is there? There's yeah, what is left. the other side? Right? Where, is what's the other-, the other side? One side is listen. This is totally unacceptable. These cops are shooting unarmed black people and what's the other side of that
1: yeah exactly what's the no, other
0: side yeah. of that there's the other side there is are, that's there, okay there, we were oh is, you know you win some you lose some you know oh there's it's just gonna happen like that's what's the other side of that how is that possibly acceptable to anybody
1: yeah no it, 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 it it's a joke exactly for sure um on to more important things i heard you have a toothache
0: okay so i've had a terrible toothache and you know what a toothache i don't know if you have had a bad toothache but it's just the worst type of pain, and it was like on a Saturday. I had to wait till Monday. I finally got to the dentist. He likes it out, and he's like, "Yeah, I think you need a root canal." They, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I won't do a root canal because, well, I won't say I definitely won't, but when you do a root canal, they basically dig out the root and the pulp, and they mummify it. They dig out like the living tissue and they mummify it, and they seal it. And what ends up happening is so it's sealed. You've got your tooth, you know, still in the jawbone and you can chew and it's still there, but it's dead in there, right? So you've got this sort of like dead gangrene, you know, it's like if, you, if your arm died and you lost like circulation, you get gangrene and they would chop right. your hand off because otherwise it would spread and kill you. So what happens is you have this sort of gangrenous body part in your tooth, but it's sealed, but the thing is, like, they, don't, they can't, like, get all the bacteria out when they clean it because there's, like, m- literally miles of tubules inside, microscopic tubules inside each tooth, and they can't get it all out. And they can't get all the bacteria out, and they can't um, seal it perfectly. So what happens is, over time, that bacteria, it's starved of oxygen. It's anaerobic bacteria. It proliferates, it multiplies, it adapts, and it becomes incredibly, incredibly toxic. It, it, it's some of the nastiest, most pathogenic bacteria. Starts to, gr- to, starts to percolate in there. And because it's imperfectly sealed, it starts to leak. And it starts to leak into your bloodstream. And if your immune system is really strong, you can probably deal with it and sort of have root canals and live your life and not really notice, though, you are more taxed because you're, you're fighting this you know, this battle all the time. But as soon as your immune system gets weaker through age or illness or whatever, you know, then suddenly, wait, well, how did I get cancer? How did I get this other horrible degenerative disease? How did I get this autoimmune disease? Uh, you, know, you read about root canals, you, you Google it, there's a lot of bad stuff, and anything like in medicine that won't kill you right away, like they'll do it, and, and they'll be like, "Okay, go home, and you'll feel fine that day, and that week, and that month, and that year." Um, that you know they'll do that to you because there's like it's so hard to trace it back when it's stuff that's like long term. But if you if you Google it and read the literature and read the research on it and read the studies on it, it's you, you won't want to get a root canal. So then the other options have the tooth yanked out. But that's also problematic because you need to like have stimulation for that bone; otherwise, it atrophies. Luckily, it's my last molar, so the teeth won't move. But then you got to get an implant. An implant's not great, you know, surgically drilling into your jawbone, this fake material. There's reasons for that, but and it's also expensive, and it's a real. I have one already. It's like it's hell. So you know, it's just it's just a bad deal all around. So I'm been, like, eating zero sugar the last four days whatsoever, no fruit, nothing, and taking all these, like, supplements and herbs and shit, and I'm just trying to beat this thing, even though the dentist said, and I had an appointment Wednesday with the root canal guy. He was super nice. He, like, answered all my questions. He was very open to what I was saying, and I was like, listen, can you take an x-ray? He took an x-ray. There's no infection yet. He's like, your face could swell up any day. You could be in the horrible pain. He's like, but for now... There's really, you know, I would do it if I were you, but you, you, it might not bother you that much for a month or whatever. So I'm just dealing with this pain, taking ibuprofen and, and trying to kill it with like garlic and herbs and shit. And I don't know if I'm going to succeed. Most dentists would say I, I have a 0% chance of succeeding.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, there was an old Wayne's World joke uh, where Garth, uh, they, they made it equivalent to watching a Kenny G concert uh, live to the a root canal. canal.
0: Yes, and, yeah, I don't care about the pain of it. I don't give a shit about it. That's fine. I mean, I, I can deal with any sort of short-term thing. I don't. I just don't want to get some degenerative disease fifteen years from now because sure, sure. And, and like that shit's real. Like it, I may be paranoid, that some people can never root canal their whole life, and and that bacteria will never leak out, or their immune system will deal with it. But it is some, if you start like going down the rabbit hole, you know, Google that shit and read about it. It is. It is not a pretty picture. Gotcha.
1: All right, I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to throw one uh, political thing at you to finish this off. Uh, Okay, so Better Call Saul, The Leftovers, and Fargo are the three best TV shows I've seen in a long time that are currently airing, and everyone should be watching them, especially Better Call
0: Saul. I can't. I don't have access.
1: I mean, Better Call Saul, a prequel to to, uh, Breaking Bad.
0: I saw the first two seasons. I loved it. I thought it was – Somebody said Better Call Saul through two seasons was better than Breaking Bad at the same point. It Not is, it
1: is, it is, and, and the, the hurdles to, to to have that be better is so difficult, but yes,
0: agreed. I've heard the Americans this season is great, I haven't been able to see yeah. that either.
1: Yeah, the Americans really, really good too, uh, the Leftovers and Fargo, the, I will say all those. Uh, right. I'm a big TV guy, and, and, uh, and all those are must-watches. Um, now I'm going to throw this to you to finish uh, the podcast, uh, the James Comey firing. We, we were asked to address this on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Um, so it seems like the consensus from what I'm reading is that people think Comey was investigating Trump, had some sort of smoking gun on him, and was about to reveal it or about to find it or something, and then Trump got worried uh, and fired him and said, you know, oh, he's going to get me. I better fire him, right? That. Isn't that what it seems to be that people think?
1: Sure, that yeah, yes. Okay. That, that, but I, does I would that say, make I,
0: really any sense? I mean, think about it. Let's say like, the director of the FBI is about to nab you. Right. If you fire him, exactly what do you think is going to happen? Exactly what is happening, right? Which is that everyone's going to be like, he did what? There must be some dirt on him. It's just going to make it more suspicious. Secondly, firing Comey doesn't make the evidence go away, if he had evidence. It doesn't make him unable to be a whistleblower. It doesn't make his colleagues who with whom he was working unable to hand over the evidence themselves. I don't really see how firing Comey, if, if that were the motive, that would be kind of bizarre. All it does is draw attention to the fact that you're guilty. So I just think that's an impl- It's right. not impossible that Comey had the goods on him. It's just implausible to me. Like, it seems more likely that Trump just fired him because he's not loyal to Trump per se. He's just some holdover from before. He seems to go his own way and do whatever he wants and Trump wants, you know, Trump people in there. I don't think he was scared that he was going to find something so much as, dude, what are you doing? Like, I told you, there's nothing there. He realizes he's not his guy. He's, he would investigate Trump if there were something. He would bring it public. So he fired him, you know? I mean, I'm not defending Trump. Trump's an idiot. But I, the idea that the reason he fired him is because he knew Comey had the smoking gun, that just gotcha. seems like a ridiculous... It just, I mean, again, I'm not saying it's impossible. It just seems like an illogical leap to be making
1: what's your level one to 10 uh, as being scared as trump is our president right now
0: seven i mean (laughs) like i mean i would be like seven with hillary six with hillary you know seven with trump i mean again like i'm just scared because we have a very senseless and belligerent and counterproductive foreign policy that's serving not us? Why do we keep arming the, why were we arming the quote moderate rebels in Syria who then were ISIS? We basically armed ISIS for three years because they wanted to overthrow Assad, destabilize the whole place, have a refugee and terrorism problem now. You know, it's like that was the Obama regime. It's like, I don't like any, I don't, I'm nervous about all these, but why are we doing this? We're having major problems. Trump's only going to make it worse because he seems just dumb and swayed by, you know, bad people around him.
1: Seven seems low.
0: Really? Are you more than seven?
1: I'm, I'm at a nine.
0: I think nine would be... Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by nine. Like, what is it... What Nine means you better, like, get your nuclear shelter... Started. I mean,
1: it's I, I, you know me. I can't, I can't get too into this, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty worried. I mean, even, to, even just this net neutrality, it's like, right. it's, well, no, it's no, just no. All. they're
0: just dismantled They don't care. But he's failed at every legislative thing he's tried to pass. Like he's failing. Like he's not adept at this. Like the immigration stuff failed. Like people act like, oh, he's gonna, he's a fascist. He's taken over power. He's, but he hasn't. He hasn't even filled a lot of these posts. Like an efficient fascist. Would have gotten all his people and all the key posts that are vacant right now, and started you know pushing the levers of government. He's not doing that. He he almost doesn't have an interest in that. He just has an interest in like doing whatever the hell the dumb idea comes occurs to him.
1: Right, right. I mean, I'm not
0: saying that that's like that you should feel good about that that that's safe, but I mean, I, I would. That's why I'm seven and not nine. But Comey right, thing, right. it's like it's like oh my god, this is so egregious. It's like first off, the Democrats wanted Comey to be fired six months ago, so. It's weird that they're so aghast that he actually got fired. Two, why can't the president fire the, <laughs> the FBI director? You know, right, like, right. who cares about... Like, that, he can fire him. Why shouldn't he fire him? It's like, oh, my God, democracy is crumbling. Trump fired Comey. It's like, no, that's, that's within the chain of command. You're allowed to get your attorney general, who's his boss, to fire him. Right? I don't, I don't know what the big deal is. I, I mean, I know because he's under investigation. It's a big deal. But it's not like the investigation is going to go away. In right. fact, if anything, it's going to get just an independent prosecutor. And why do people care about the FBI? The FBI, like, is so tramples on people's rights. It, it, it protects the rich. It doesn't investigate the people who are doing the big financial crimes. It, it, the FBI is terrible. So it's just like, I don't know why people are so worked <laughs> up about it.
1: I gotcha. I gotcha. I hear you.
0: I think, I think the real issue with Trump and where they should be looking and why the Democrats are screwing up so much is this Russia thing. I don't think Trump colluded with Russia. It's possible he did, but I don't think they're going to find it, because I think would have found it by now if it was there. I just don't think he they personally... They coll- would have found
1: it, right? What I agree with you. They definitely would have found it by now. They would have found
0: I, it, I, and I just don't think he colluded openly with Russia. I just don't think that happened. Like, it's just, you know, maybe they did what they did, but but I don't think he openly colluded with them. And it, and there's no evidence that's really been hard evidence. It's just circum... Oh, well, his, one of the guys in this campaign met with this guy. But, like, that's not evidence. That's just innuendo. And so... I think the real crime that Trump's done is out in the open. It's like he's got Kushner who's got these deals with these Israelis and the Saudis and him and they're like, they're doing like real estate deals like while, while he's president. They're like trying to make him money and enrich himself while being president. That is the scandal. That is what he should be kicked out for. And people, it's in plain sight. Everybody sees him doing it. He's meeting with like these like Asian leaders at his Trump hotel. Like those guys are staying at the Trump hotel. It's just crazy. Like how is that possible? He needed to divest himself of all this stuff, and he was like, No, I don't have to do this. That's the scandal. That's the Russia scandal. He's got businesses in Russia. You know, he's compromised because he's trying to make money there. He's trying to make money in Saudi Arabia. He can't be objective. To the extent the Clintons were corrupt because they were doing this foundation and taking money from those places, this is like that times 10. It's just right out in the open. I don't know why they're looking for this crazy collusion conspiracy thing. And the problem is like the Rachel Maddow's, the Joe Rees, these crazy people that are whipping their base up in this frenzy. Over nothing, something that's going to be proven untrue, they're going to lose all credibility. There's horrible things going on in the country. The healthcare thing is terrible. People are, you know, miserable. Oh, yeah, yeah, it.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go. You got to give it a couple minutes on that. Come on, Liz. You have to on uh, the health on,
0: on the Trump care thing. Yeah. I mean, the, there's nothing to say. I mean, everyone knows what's going on. I mean, it's like the the Obama was like Mister Corporate Friendly. Let's do healthcare in a way that sucks for everybody but we will help these 24 million people, extra people, but there's still like 30 million uninsured, or maybe they helped 30 and there's 24 million uninsured, but let's make sure the corporations keep all their money. That was Obama's way of doing it, rather than like really doing single payer and cutting the corporations off of the knees. Trump is just basically, let's just make it even, let's just take another 24 million people off the rolls and give that money to the billionaires. It's like, there's not even a pretend thing. Like Obama at least pretended and did something for some people, even though my health care sucked. It was like expensive and huge <laughs> deductibles. And nobody, people are like, oh yeah, you can have healthcare. care. Yeah, with a $6,000 deductible if you have any problem. Like how the fuck is that helping anybody? It's like with $300 a month just for me or $800 for my family and, and a $6,000 $6, deductible for me, that's not, health, that's not fucking good care compared to anywhere else in the world. And that was, the, that was better than what's going on. Now this is even worse, but I almost think like the Trump thing, is better because people are just going to get so fed up, they're going to demand single payer, and we'll get it. Right right? right, right. So like Obama was like almost like holding off single payer with his barely horrible but barely tolerable plan, and the Trump thing's so bad. I hope it passes. The only sad thing is that I think in the, for the country it's good, but there's going to be some people who like literally die in the meantime because right. while <laughs> we're waiting for the two or five years it takes for people to be like fuck this, this is the worst thing ever. We're doing single payer. Uh, and throw all the bums out and all the scumbags that are stealing for everybody, um, there's going to be a lot of people who you know, obviously needed health care and couldn't get it, which is horrible. But like, long term for the country, I think it's better that that shit just passes and people just, it just hits the breaking point and they just kick every last one of those pieces of shit out, including you know, Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein and these people who don't go for single payer in the Democratic Party. Those are the people who are stopping it. Those are the people who stop Bernie. Those are the people that are stopping the groundswell, which is the most popular policy from happening. The Republicans are just stealing straight out, don't give a shit, never did. But the Democrats, if they just ran on single payer, it would be a, it would be a done deal. You know, they would, they would crush in 2018 and they would just pass it. But it's the Democrats that are taking the money also. And they're not, you know, so they got to sweep all those pieces of shit out of office and, uh, and just get it done.
1: What percentage, uh, what odds would you give that Trump is reelected?
0: I would say like 30%. <laughs>
1: Thirty percent. Yeah, that, that I was say might Trump. sound
0: high, but but here's the thing: uh, the Democrats are not helping the people. They are totally out of touch. They fucking lost to Trump. They <laughs> lost every election, and and now what are they doing? Are they helping? Are they resisting? No, they're 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 putting all their eggs on a Russia collusion election conspiracy, which very well may prove to be nothing. And if it does prove to be nothing, <laughs> right. I mean, how discredit? How much more discredited could the Democrats possibly be? Instead of just focusing on the stuff that's actually important, and totally
1: agree, no, I, totally agree, totally agree with you. Yes, who who gives a shit? Yes, totally I mean, agree with you.
0: It, it matters if he colluded with the four. You know, whatever it matters. I'm not saying that he should be impeached if he did that, but there's just no hard evidence that he did that. And sure, they should investigate it. They should find out. I'm not. I'm for that. But like. They're just jumping to the conclusion that this is a fact, and if it ends up not being true, which I don't think it is. Again, it's possible it is, but I don't think it is, because we would—I think we would have known by now. It's going to be a huge blow to them, because that's all they're talking about, and that's all the base is whipped up in. But there's like real people who like are just in hell, because even someone like me, who's making a good living, is feeling totally ripped off. I just don't want to pay the health care. I don't want to pay for any of that shit. It's a terrible deal. Imagine if like you really couldn't afford it. And there's people, there's so many people in that boat. The majority, I would say, is in that boat where it's just too expensive to get health care to, like, really just pay for what you need on a regular basis and not think about it. So, man, I think that's why Trump could get reelected because the Democrats are just such piece of shit losers. And if they run another loser, piece of shit, centrist, corporatist candidate, that person will lose.
1: All right man, good stuff. We said we're gonna go twenty minutes, we went nearly fifty. So um
0: too long already. All right, all right man. Too long didn't read.
1: Yeah, <laughs> too long didn't read. No, I thought it was good stuff. All right, all right man. Take it all easy, right. Don. Time this. Good all timeless. Right.